0: Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup Podcast. My name is Joe Glover. Thank you so, so much for listening. It's really appreciated. Today we have Pragya Mishra and Leah Turner, uh, both of whom are incredible LinkedIn experts. Uh, Leah, from the perspective of being a LinkedIn coach, Pragya from the perspective of being the head of marketing for Shield, which is a LinkedIn analytics platform. Uh, I'm happy to stand by it and say that it's the one that I use if this isn't a paid endorsement, uh, I think it's great. Throughout the duration of today's session, we focused on how to, how to quote unquote, smash LinkedIn. And that felt important because as much as LinkedIn uh, in itself is just a tool, it's a platform, it's a tool or a platform that we can use to grow our businesses, get in touch with new friends. We're in the case of Leah, uh, raised £40,000 in a week uh, for a Ukrainian charity to help the refugees from what is going on right now. It is a platform that has power, and by using that power in the right way, then we can create impact, which feels really important. So uh, that's what this session was all about. It's definitely a quick session. There were like 90 open open questions by the end of today's session, so like we had to go through the top ones, Uh, but throughout the duration, there is a whistle-stop tour on a bunch of features and stuff that I didn't know about, so I'm really, really hoping that an awful lot of the community didn't know about too. I think by the end of the session, if you're wondering how to level up your LinkedIn game, you'll definitely have some key insights on how to do so, and then you will have the opportunity to explore more on every one of those. So I'm going to stop introducing now after I've just said a quick thank you to this week's featured sponsor, who are Impression. Impression are an agency that are based in Nottingham, but also have offices in London and elsewhere. They do everything you would expect in the digital space, uh, SEO, PPC, CRO, all those lovely acronyms, but they happen to be lovely, lovely people too, who are very, very good at what they do. They've grown from literally nothing to a company of nearly 100 people on the basis of doing good work in a really great way uh, and looking after their people. We're really proud to stand by impression because I think they're genuinely good folks uh, I've certainly seen nothing to the contrary over the, the past period that we've been involved with them. And I know that you would love working with them too if you're looking for those services. So do take the time to, press, to check out Impression. And in the meantime, I'm now gonna hand over to uh, Pragya, uh, Leah, and myself, because this was a and a rather than a presentation on how to smash LinkedIn. Oh, and just one last thing. There is swearing from the beginning of this episode. So if that's not your speed, then it's probably best to avoid this. It starts pretty much straight away. Uh, so consider yourself warned. Hope that helps. Um, and see you soon. So Praggy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what does your LinkedIn journey look like?
1: Hi Joe, thank you so much for having me. It's almost a bit unreal before I answer your question that the last time I was here, I've always been here as an attendee. So to be here speaking is just so, so, so much fun. <laughs> um, yeah, and I remember always dancing to your introduction music and I was like, okay, I'm actually going to be talking this time. Super nice.
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> but uh, coming back to your question, it's been, it's been a bit crazy because, um, I just started posting super recently, and it was something that I did. Um, uh, so I kind of started very not so in, not with so much intention about last year um, in 2019, end of 2019. And then in 20, somewhere in the middle of 20, I said, okay, maybe I need to be serious about it. And then I started creating a little bit of content in 20. And one of these pieces of content, this is way before I was working for Shield, I was doing these small video pieces uh, with uh, some colleagues. Uh, Nobody wanted to be on video, but I was like, no, no, guys, come, let's do this. (laughs) And it ended up on Andreas's feed, who is my CEO. And he said, okay, listen, we got to talk because I love what you're doing. And somehow that's how it all ended up me starting working for Andreas and for Shield and then me being super consistent. Uh, And I think in 21 is when I really pushed the um, kind of uh, accelerator, and um, I posted super consistently, I think I ended 21 with uh, four posts per week for the whole year. Mm -hmm. And I went from 500 plus connections to 16,000 followers. And it was just insane, because I was just talking about very normal things. And I like talking a bit personal, mixing personal things, plus LinkedIn tips, plus uh, marketing things. And it's been overwhelming the amount of people who write to you in dms and write to you in comments and yeah absolutely fantastic highly recommended
0: <laughs> i love that as a grounding for today's session thank you so much and and leah how about you i mean you've been i don't know on a rocket ship for the past two years right
2: yeah so mine started tentatively back in october 2019 and i was just trying to support my small business and um, with no marketing budget and um, just like Pragya really, I started, I personally started posting corporate stuff that wasn't me at all and got tumbleweeds. Um, <laughs> but once I actually started posting things that were about my life, about being a single mum, traveling, my aspirations, being a bit self-deprecating and incorporating a lot of humor, or what I think is funny. Um, <laughs> and my, my following rocketed for about 10,000 in the first couple of months. And now I'm sort of drawing close to the 150,000 mark. Um, and it's all been organic, all from posting content. And I now run a business that's like multi six figure business within the first year um, of teaching people how to use LinkedIn. And I, I get to speak on panels. I get to work with great big corporations. Um, and I absolutely love it. I've, I've connected with the most amazing people. But the biggest thing for me is um the impact it allows me to have on other people i'm really big on community and supporting the people that support me and recognizing that i wouldn't have achieved any of this without the support of the community and i think for me linkedin embodies opportunity and community and if you really embrace both of those aspects of it you're going to succeed but you you kind of have to give to get so um it's something that i've learned and has catapulted me forward i think as not just sort of an influencer but mm. more as a, a com- I guess a community leader rather than an influencer maybe and mm-hmm. um, would probably feel more of a comfortable word for me to use.
0: Nice I love that thank you I, I was actually going to start off by asking you what's the number one mistake that you think people are making on LinkedIn but I kind of feel like you might have answered it there in, in a way already which is sort of being yourself so I'm, I'm going to kind of flip that i mean so and being yourself and and having the community spirit in mind so instead of asking that i I guess i want to know because you see people on linkedin all the time opening up their their hearts you know and 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 their guts and putting it all out there you know do you feel like you need to be vulnerable to succeed on linkedin leah or do you think you know that actually you can you can have a degree of separation and and still be successful on, on the platform
2: You definitely can have success without being vulnerable. Um, There are people that have success just by... commenting in the right places and being supportive without having to bear too much of themselves and for introverts that are really not comfortable with that I'm I'm sort of ambivert so for me it can be deeply uncomfortable but I see the benefits so I, I will put myself out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. but I work with a lot of introverts and then actually they find success by having a great profile and commenting lots so vulnerability helps for people to connect with you and um, I always use the Beyonce effect as a um, comparison Beyonce is like we all see her as women maybe some men we see her as inspiring because she's beautiful she's got the rich husband she's got the family she's got the glittering career etc and she's this big inspiration but when we see her on the front of newspapers with cellulite and a bit of a mum tum and having problems with her husband cheating on her suddenly she's not just she's not inspirational anymore she's aspirational she's just like us she's a real person and that vulnerability humanizes you and makes people feel more able to relate to you which helps you to impact more on their um, memory i think and i think when i've posted stupid things about watering plastic plants or getting caught dancing to justin bieber in my garden by my neighbors Mm -hmm. people have gone oh she she might be an influence but she's a bit of a dick just like me Mm -hmm. right so i'm suddenly much more fun to be around and i'm not like some queen on a throne that people just go oh she's amazing Mm -hmm. they go she's just a nor ordinary
0: knob
2: like I am <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> I would rather be the ordinary
0: knob than than anything else 100% or, you know it feels a lot less exhausting than anything else you know to be yourself is uh, yeah. a lot a lot easier than than being someone else um Pragya you you went oh by the way I need to cap, uh, start off there's 56 open questions which is ridiculous in seven minutes um so something i'd really appreciate is if you if anyone watching today could go through and and use the thumbs up feature for any questions you really want answering because already we know that we're not going to get through 57 questions uh so give a thumbs up to the ones you want answering because then we can focus on those ones um but while we're doing that pragya last year i think it was you went like viral um with a post about food right you know and, and this sort of speaks to that theme that we started off with about sort of giving a little bit of yourself so like why do you think that went successful but also how did that feel because like i had a feeling of of virality a, a little while ago and it wasn't actually necessarily nice you know so what was your experience of that
1: yeah that was um pretty crazy uh, just to put like think virality in perspective uh I thought before that post, I thought if I get a post which goes, touches close to 100,000 views, that's super viral. And then I came up, then this post happened and that went up to 4.7 million views just on that one post. And I was like, OK, <laughs> I have no idea what, what this was going on. And it's interesting because I I have had a lot of people, especially because a shield, I talked to a lot of customers and a lot of them want to uh, get the answer to exactly this question that, but this is LinkedIn, this is not Facebook. And that kind of comparison, I, I, I don't even know where to start because I completely <laughs> agree with Leah because uh, that if you are not comfortable putting yourself out there, you can do everything that other people are doing by commenting, by talking, by being nice and just uh, honest, um, in mind, I've done that since I was a child, and I just cannot resist talking exactly what I want, even on LinkedIn, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, wherever. And I have seen so much benefit from it. The fact that when you are just yourself and you tell your story with a bit of your personal. Self, like your personal life, it think puts the whole professional into a perspective that it's not just this person doing this for a living, but it's this person who comes from here, who has had these experiences. And that's why there is so much more to this uh, story, this person than just what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened with this post that um, I hadn't um, been to India, I live in Europe, and I hadn't been to India for the last uh, three years uh, till last year, because uh, I moved um, just half a year before COVID and then COVID happened. Uh, Then I couldn't obviously go to India and then time flew. And three years later, I went home for just a week actually to uh, meet my grandfather who was not well. And the first thing that I did when I reached home was what my mom made this uh, kind of quickly put together lunch uh, because we had to leave and go and see my granddad. So she didn't even take out the nice cutlery and she was very upset later. She's like, you're showing all of these people the bad cutlery of the house. (laughs) And it was just a plate with just Indian food. And uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. But that speaks so much that we're all humans on LinkedIn. It's not like we're humans on Instagram and robots on LinkedIn. So... that goes uh, goes to say that put a little bit of yourself and it can go a long way
0: I love that Uh, thank you for sharing that because I I think you said a line there which uh, really uh, encapsulated you know a really clear thought there which was um, you know we've got the opportunity here to place our professional selves in context you know And, and actually that seems like a really nice way of thinking about things and and you know even if it's I I don't necessarily see a separation between professional and personal a lot of the time, but of course, you know, you can you can sort of have the the 2080 sort of thing going on. So to place that into context is is really quite smart. So thank you for that. That's that's really, really cool. I love that. Um, Let's start taking some questions from the community because there are a bunch. (laughs) So uh, let's start with Jody, uh, who's the top voted question and Leah. uh, If you have 10 minutes a day to spend on LinkedIn, what's the activity you would do for maximum impact?
2: Um, Assuming that your profile is up to scratch and you've got a good headline in place, uh, you should be commenting on other people's posts because actually there's a better chance that you're going to get seen by more new people by commenting. So I'd find your ideal clients and be commenting on those. Have a list of your ideal clients and visit their profiles at least once a week. And leave some comments on them because that's supporting others is actually probably more powerful if you've only got 10 minutes a day Um, and a couple of posts a week. But I would say commenting, commenting is more intentional commenting, structured, targeted commenting is probably the best way to spend 10 minutes a day.
0: Nice. I love that. That's, that's smart. And did you do that at the beginning of your journey? Did you sort of, were you far more commenting or were you far more posting?
2: I was definitely more commenting because I had no confidence. Um, I didn't think anybody would have any, like what could, this is a community of professionals and I saw it as like CEOs and entrepreneurs and people that weren't like me. Um, And I was like, what on earth does anyone want to hear from this long single mum who doesn't look like a professional And I just had like proper imposter syndrome. So I hid in the comment sections and I posted funny comments. I was a little bit cheeky and I brought up, I felt comfortable to be myself and have my personality on display a bit more in the comments. And then when I realized people really enjoyed it and were connecting with me and, and responding and liking comments, I was like, okay, maybe I could do this stuff in a post as well. And then I started and then I never stopped.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's really, I'm sure, you know, I mean, like we could probably put this out to the the chat feature, you know, if anyone has felt not confident, you know, posting on LinkedIn or it stopped you, I'm sure there will be some yeses, you know, coming through at some point because... Well there we go. You know, there's there's a small explosion coming on right now. You know, of of folks who didn't and it's hard, right? It's hard.
2: I'd encourage anybody that feels like really insecure to go into any of the comment sections of any of my fun posts and see the kind of comments and engagement that I get and the really fun people, the really supportive, kind, silly nerdy people that engage with me and how I speak to them and there's no airs and graces there's no corporate pretension or any of that it's all just people having a laugh together and a bit of banter and it makes you realize that it doesn't have to be so corporate Colin all the time
0: <laughs> so true. I love that we're just people we're just people um, cool, Pragya. Let's go to the next question. I feel like throughout the duration of the session, I want to dip into everything, um, and I want to go like for an hour on confidence. But you know, like we'll, we'll go through the questions. Another webinar. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, Pragya, on next question from Gemma: um, How do you improve engagement from your employees? Um, so, I don't know whether you get this question a lot, but yeah, when, yeah. when you sort of see the team. Uh, employee advocacy feels like it should be important, but, you know, actually asking people to post and and comment and stuff like that, how would you approach that question?
1: Yeah, I think uh, the first, from from my perspective, and we are seeing this with a lot of super big companies to small companies doing this and establishing employee advocacy programs, I think the first thing starts with the voluntary uh, kind of engagement. So you don't tell people that, okay, from tomorrow, all of you have to post. It's, uh, you take volunteers, in any organization there are people who would be more likely to do this free uh, out of their free will than the, the people that you have to force and say that, okay, you've got to do this. So start with the ones who want to volunteer for the, for a program like this. Definitely have people in the, let's say the decision makers in the senior management team or someone to be um, kind of your, you know, somebody who motivates people and does this uh, sets up sets a lead. So have someone in the senior management team posting and encouraging people, that other people can look up to, have volunteers, have somebody from the content team to support you in case you're not sure uh, about uh, what kind of content to write, come up with a buddy program. We've seen that work beautifully, like pair people together, volunteer the, the volunteers, say that, okay, two of you are friends, are buddies for LinkedIn, talk to each other when you're not sure about your post. So I think when you start with just these three things, already you would see in a month that people get more confident and when others who are hesitating and are fence sitters they see the success of these volunteers uh, they'd be like okay I want to be a part of this too so I think it's like designing word of mouth Mm. and FOMO inside a company (laughs) and I think that's that's the best way to look at an employee advocacy
0: program. Nice boom like you had that answer ready <laughs> <Like> that was <laughs> you, you've done that before thank you very much yeah no, i do this for a living <laughs> sorry <laughs> it, it, you know yeah i remember the misery of being a marketing manager and trying to convince the team to post and it, it's not easy but honestly those those three suggestions um were, were really really quite brilliant so thank you very much i don't know whether you've got anything to add there leah or, or whether we go on to uh, company pages
2: no I think Pragya nailed it there and she's just giving me the same advice I give my corporate clients as well when you know if you can get a few people that are really making it work the others go well I want a piece of that as well because they're going to be the ones that get promoted when the one the ones bring in the leads.
0: 100% So it's so true. Um, on that point actually you know like I guess this does raise the question so I, I've noticed, that, or I've been in an agency where they had a, a, a posting team, so to speak, they, they had uh, eight people who volunteered, who knew that they wanted to build their personal brands and knew that LinkedIn was a place to do it. I thought that was a really nice way of doing it because it sort of allowed an opt in sort of system in a way, um, you know, so these were the eight people that they were going to support rather than saying that everyone had to do it, which is quite demoralizing, not only for the person organizing, but also the people who feel like they're being forced to post i don't know whether you've seen that at all in in practice pragya or, or or you know whether that just seems like a good idea it might just be a yes and then we move on
1: <laughs> no yeah i mean i think i force to post is never a good idea to start with so it, it starts slow it's not something you cannot make writers out of people you cannot make public speakers out of people overnight it's uh, also what we need to respect as employees who are trying to set up ad- employee advocacy programs one need to respect your the personal space because your LinkedIn profile at the end of the day is your personal profile it's not owned by our company so I think just n- how you would behave with people in normal life not push them to do something in on their personal time is the way one should treat this as well I think there needs to be a lot of respect and humility setting up this uh, kind of a uh,
0: effort that's it it's it's with people it keeps coming back to all people first, right? I imagine that's probably going to be a lot of the conclusions, but um, <laughs> it was important. So, uh, Leah, um, on company pages. So, f- for me, company pages seem to be having a bit of a moment. Like, they seem to be growing and growing and growing. And reach seems to be improving, improving, improving. Yeah. So um, the, go on. The question from Katya is how to improve the reach of a company page. Um, but that leaves it nice and open for you
2: you know what? I don't actually work on company pages that much, but when I ran the webinar last week for Ukraine, there was a really wonderful expert, and I highly recommend everyone follow her, Michelle J. Raymond. She's out of Sydney, and she is probably one of the best company page experts on LinkedIn, and she liaises with LinkedIn directly on their features, um, and she helped me to get my company page started. I already had one, but I wasn't really using it very often every now and then, and I started posting on it last week, and I posted four posts and increased my following by 50% in that time. It's gone up 500 followers just from three posts. Um, And I'm already finding the engagement rate is much higher and the reach is, it's lower. Um, But if I was getting that engagement rate now with the following I have on my personal page, it would be astronomical views. So I, I really think LinkedIn are putting some real effort behind company pages at the moment. And I know that they've got some really exciting features coming up and I am, I'm converted, like I really think that I'm going to really start pushing my company page more, because it gives me more of an audience, and I'm reaching different people, so I would say if you're going to do it, start now, um, because I think we're kind of ahead of the wave now, and I think things are going to start really upping on the company pages, and yeah, Michelle, I've actually here, I've just bought this, that's Michelle's book, Uh, business gold and it's like i'm gonna read it cover to cover so i can nail this
0: nice that's awesome and like what are you going to be doing have you have you given any thought to what you'll be doing differently on your company page to your personal page uh Uh,
2: mm, yeah so i'm putting less personal stuff on my company page mm -hmm. my company page is much more focused on funny things and tips and tricks about linkedin so I do still post that on my personal page because, obviously, I want that kind of reach. My screen's frozen. Um, I do still want to be able to reach my existing audience, but I'm reaching more third degree connections with my company page content, which I'm like, okay, this this is new because I'm reaching people that I'm not in any way connected to. So, I would say um, I'm not going to be posting pictures of like my kids and my dog (laughs) on my LinkedIn company page. It will be much more focused on LinkedIn content, marketing content. Um, I think I'll save that other stuff for my personal page.
0: Yeah, spot on, cool. Uh, How about you, pregnant, have you been, noticing the same trend? Like, I, I seem to yeah. notice. You sort of, like, jumped up in your seat a little bit when we mentioned <laughs> it, <so. laughs>
1: Yeah, because actually, this is, like, a crazy perfect timing for this question, especially for us, because uh, I kind of started, uh, built up a project to focus on the company page about, uh, let's say, three, four months back, and uh, we had about uh, 5,000 followers on our company page at that point, mm-hmm. and I think today we are at 25,000 followers, yeah. and it's been insane. I mean, I cannot even... It's, it's the amount of uh, engagement that we are getting, the amount of reactions. Uh, in a way, I feel now that LinkedIn company pages can be the future of a MVP for a community in some way. So it's where you're, all your customers, future customers, anybody who's in the space that you're in, they're coming there for the content that you put out. So I think the company page needs to be the non-gated educational content part Mm-hmm. of everything your business does or everything that you talk about so it's it's literally your blog but in form of a linkedin feed
0: nice interesting. so
1: what we are doing is we are talking we're taking tweet shots from people who talk about personal branding talk about building things on linkedin we're taking uh, testimonials from customers uh, somebody else's uh, we are leveraging we are kind of like uh, celebrating other people through the company page, saying hey look at this person saying this, this doesn't this make complete sense and have you had such experiences and then people jump into comments and it's uh, it's almost hard for me to go back and uh, like reply to everything because uh, I'm like okay I, <laughs> what should I be doing so it's been insanely uh, great uh, in terms of engagement in terms of um, the growth that we've seen and uh, absolutely I think treated like a ungated educational content and try to get uh, more and more conversations going is just uh, that's the best way to do a company page right now
0: so interesting i you know i I think that you know folks can go away with one tip from today because i think for a long time you know especially with that confidence stuff that you were speaking about with as well earlier leah you know a lot of these the folks watching today will have access to a company page and as long as you are providing content that is pure of intention and looking to help folks uh, then it feels like a massive opportunity, albeit um, not establishing new personal brand. So it's good to be doing both as well. So uh, thank you both for that. That's really spot on. I, hopefully that's really exciting for a few folks as well, because I think I certainly dismissed company pages for a long time. And now like you have had, had that realization in the past, past few weeks. Um, I'm now going to be reading this top question uh, while uh, for the first time, so uh, forgive me if I stumble through my words. Uh, hopefully it goes well. Uh, so a question from Kaz, uh, who says, hey everyone, thanks for doing this. I was wondering, how do you contact a potential client? Uh, I followed a couple of businesses I'm interested in working with, but realize you can't message a business directly, and most of the times the business has so many employees you can't find the founder or the CEO. Uh, that's even more complicated if you have a free account like myself so I guess this is a question about outreach really and you know we've all suffered with death by in-mail and getting irrelevant sort of folks get in touch with us in our in in our inboxes so Leah do do you ever advise folks to get in touch and do outreach through LinkedIn or is it much better on an inbound sort of thing
2: I tend to teach inbound but there definitely is a place for outbound but what I would recommend before you actually try to message someone assuming you can find them now if you use Google you can generally find the CEOs and the founders of companies and um, companies house will tell you who the founders are and um, so you can definitely easily find them and if you you look up the company, then you just have to find the right name or put the name of the person and the company, and you should be able to get a result up there. If you, in fact, Google the name of the person and the company, their LinkedIn profile will quite frequently be the top search results. So it's reasonably easy to think a little bit outside the box. But what I would recommend is engaging with their content for a while first mm. before you start. Cold pitching them or trying to slide into their DMs to talk about something, show them that you're someone worth engaging with by providing value to them. So engage on a few things that they post every week if they're posting content um, and do it that way. Warm them up first so they become familiar and comfortable seeing your name pop up and they have a warm, fuzzy feeling as someone that supports their content. And maybe they've replied to a few comments and you've built that person relationship and then. You can reach out, send them a connection request, personalize the connection request in this instance. I really love your content that you put out and I'd love to connect so we can um, support each other or I can see more of your content. And then when you've connected, don't jump into their DMs straight away. But when you do, send a voice or a video message because it cannot be copied and pasted. Mm-hmm. And they know that you've written or, or spoken a message specifically for them. And one thing that as humans, we will respond really well to is being made to feel interesting and that you've made a special effort especially for us so especially if you're contacting founders make the effort that it's just for them reference something that they've posted specifically or something on their profile make sure it is really highly personalized because we get so many generic messages that those ones really stand out especially voice messages
0: 100 percent. i think you did that the first time we, we met you, you actually practice what you preach here you know like i'm Almost certain that the first message I had from you was was a uh, was a voice note. I think I got in touch with you to say I think you're amazing. To be fair, Leah but like after that point, you sent you sent a voice I note. I think
2: I was on a dog walk. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think you and were. I was trying
2: to multitask.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, I think it was some rambling message with dog noises in the background. But, <laughs> yes, I do send voice messages a lot.
0: <laughs> I love it. No, that's really really cool. And you know, likewise, I think you mentioned video messages there. You know. Um, so, uh drift video or Wistia soapbox are, are two great places to record like super quick personalized uh, messages through your webcam uh, so that's that's my my little hot tip as well um, so
2: you can do it directly in app on the mobile
0: can yeah. you nice yeah, there's,
2: a, there's a video feature within LinkedIn messaging on the app
0: nice well, there but you only
2: go. on only on your phone app
0: amazing that's it's so interesting there does seem to be a real difference in the experience between the the, the app experience and and the, the desktop experience mm-hmm. um and yeah that's fascinating probably not enough time to go into it today with 89 <laughs> 89 open questions of course there is uh <laughs> but um let's go to uh tristan um because um i, I, I enjoy this question uh so pragya yeah. uh what's the one piece of advice? you were given about linkedin that you didn't take uh, that you wish you had uh taken it's quite quite a difficult one to get your head around i'm, I'm now trying to think as i ask the question to sort of get my head around it and, and but yeah let's go over to you pragya if you're unfrozen you are Very absolutely good.
1: Uh, Okay, perfect. Uh, Before I answer that question, I think I saw a lot of messages pop up when Leah was answering the last one about what happens if the person that you want to get in touch with is not active on LinkedIn? How do you engage with their comment? And I think I can just add one thing that there's uh, many times when, especially when you're trying to reach a CEO or a founder in a company of a sizable size, uh, there's always someone else who is posting. So you can the way you diversify an investment portfolio, it's the same thing. You find other people who are posting and you start engaging with them. And then when you write to them, it's somehow there is a familiarity because more often than not, people are talking to each other and they're like, oh, but this Pragya girl, she wrote to me and I know her, I see her content and I've spoken to her. So your name, even if it's not familiar to the person who you directly want to talk to, it'd be familiar with people around them. So that could be one tip for that. Mm -hmm. And okay, now I can get to the question. I think one of the things uh, that I was told to do and I absolutely did not do when <laughs> I started was uh, actively connecting with people. So I had this kind of resistance to going and connecting with people and writing a personalized message. And I was like, no, what would people think? And what if they don't accept my connection request? And uh, I don't know what to say, et cetera. So I did not go out and actively connect. And I think uh, that sometimes is, so much more crucial when you're just starting out because you start getting inbound followers or connections on your LinkedIn journey when you start creating content and there's a lot of content to back you. So people go to your profile, they like what you've been talking about and they send you inbound uh, uh, connections or follow or they follow you. But when you're just starting out uh, and let's say you have 500 plus connections or a few thousand connections and you don't have so much content, it's important to reach out to people and connect especially only after you've engaged with their content and kind of they've seen your face in their feed so I think that's one thing connecting actively with other people is uh, something if I have if I would have done I would have probably grown my audience much faster.
0: Nice I love that and, and combine that with Leah's point from earlier about commenting as well you know if, you, if you're doing those two things you're almost proactively starting at the, at the at low level sort of getting out there to more people but then also actively. I love that. Thank you very much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. How about how about you, Leah? Um, the one thing you wish you'd done.
2: Um, the one thing I wish I'd done sooner was video. Um, I'm still, it's still a mountain I'm conquering, but every time I put video out, I get a flurry of of invitations to work. Um, it really, really makes you much more approachable and people feel like they know you so much better um I'm really not confident on video and I have to drink a glass of wine before I <laughs> film videos most of the time I'm absolutely fine on webcam with other people but without that personal back and forth dynamic I feel really awkward um but it has it really exploded my brand and it really like every time I do it I get more and more messages from people and people reach out more so for me um, LinkedIn have also confirmed that they are moving towards more of a video platform all the social media platforms are so um, leveraging short form video would be my tip
0: that's interesting and, and you said short form video though as well though um, I
2: really find that videos under 60 seconds fly because if you can convey something useful or entertaining just like TikTok just like Instagram reels in a short period of time people come back again they don't want to sit and watch a four or five minute video like who's got time for that you have to have real credibility for someone to want to give you five whole minutes of their day but a 30 second video where you just give them something useful or a tip or wish them a good week or share some happy news it's very quick and people will commit 30 seconds to 60 seconds and it doesn't take anything from them so yeah I would say under 60 second videos if you can nail them get them out there
0: Nice, thank you very much. There's a lot of love coming coming through. Uh, Penny says, uh, "Love your videos. You don't look like you've been drinking." <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. I and, <laughs> um, this this would be something I'd, I'd love to gain from you too. Um, in the interest of time, I'll just add two pennies worth um, on video, which is uh, the first is that often with my own videos, whenever I've posted, I've actually I've actually not seen a lot of engagement from them off the bat. Um, but actually they've been then subsequently the things that people have mentioned to me six months later um so in terms of likes and comments they haven't always been like you know boom but all of a sudden six months later because it's got that extra dimension of humanity and and sort of speaking and 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 context and stuff like that so i think it's really important the second is the um the video profile pictures um has been something that's been really interesting to me recently in that i was so against them because i thought they were so cheesy um but then just recently like i put one up and it's been something that people have uh, engaged with and sort of mentioned to me quite a few times um and even i did mine in 30 seconds 30 minutes or whatever it was super quick to do uh, but it feels really powerful uh, so i've it's- had a
2: fair few clients that have started doing them recently and they're regularly referenced by by inbound leads saying i saw that and it, i really liked it makes you stand head and shoulders above everybody so highly recommend getting a cover video done
0: love that thank you very much thank you let's go to a question from orion who is blooming lovely uh it's lovely to see you here orion thank you so much for taking the time uh so the question is personal brand versus work brand Uh, obviously we use linkedin to drive work objectives so uh do you have any good suggestions on keeping it well balanced Um, and let's Go to Prague first, if that's okay.
1: Continuing the conversation about what we were saying, that there is a balance. One brings their personal aspect to their professional. The easy way to start is you tell a story about your professional life, and you add personal uh, insights from there. That okay. I got hired and I met this person I said that so you when you put the I into your story already you're making it personal it doesn't have to be about your personal life if you're a little bit shy of being vulnerable out there so I think if you just add the I already you're doing a great job and once you get used to it you will know when there is a personal story that affects your mood that you want to share with everybody that you can bring out so uh, that could be an interesting way to start
0: love that thank you you're so good at this <laughs> uh, Leah um do you have can any- you
2: repeat the question Joe because I'm I um, my screen started just a minute as you were saying your question
0: of course no problem at all so it was uh, we used LinkedIn primarily in a, in a professional context to drive work objectives uh, so do you have any suggestions on keeping it uh, well balanced between the sort of personal and and the the professional stuff?
2: I love what Pragya said just about using the eye for sure, but also thinking about like behind the scenes of the business, because a lot of it's about giving the business a personality that makes it stand apart from other competitors. If I just want to go to any old company, I'll Google and get The person that's got the best reviews, but I want to connect with the heart of the business. So, getting to see how people interact with each other behind the scenes and how the business runs behind the scenes and the why behind the business and how the business treats their clients and maintains client relationships and treats their staff, you're giving a personality to the brand and a voice to the company. And so, you're still getting that personal edge that people can connect with and relate to without it having to get too personal.
0: Perfect. That's, that's brilliant. Thank you both. Two really, really great suggestions. Um, let's, there's <laughs> so many open questions. We'll go to Susie's next, uh, who asks the, the busy, biggest mistake uh, that you see on LinkedIn, uh, Leah?
2: I mean, there's a really common one that I guarantee at least some of the people watching today are doing, and that is having their profile set to private. And people don't even realize they're doing it. And the amount of times I've actually won business from saying to a complete stranger, did you know your profile set to private so going to their profile photo and making sure it's set to public otherwise to everyone you're not connected to you're just a little gray circle and nine times out of ten people have no idea that that setting's still on and no one ever tells them so i would say that's probably one of the biggest mistakes i see and not one people mention very often
0: interesting so that's that's specifically the the profile photo right
2: Your profile photo, if you go to your profile photo click on it and on the bottom left hand corner, if you're on your phone, bottom left hand corner, it should say it should have like a little picture of an eye. If you click on it, it needs to be set to public. If it's not set to public, only people you're actually connected to will be able to see your face and there's nothing that will stop your growth more than
0: being a gray circle <laughs> awesome well it goes back to everything we've said so far about humanization uh how about you pragya
2: i'm just
1: uh, laughing that there's so many people in the chat saying actually mine was private <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
1: that they are right they're changing lives <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i think uh, that that is really one of the things that uh, we also tell people that okay I, all I see is a grey box and every time someone sends me a connection request without a message and I see a grey box, I just, I don't accept it Same. because I don't know who you, who you are. I can't see you and this is a place where I want to see a human being, not a grey circle. Mm. So, so yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, I think, the question.: I can't thing. believe
2: how many people are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: So, I think let's see. Let I could close have done a 30-second
2: video about that and changed their lives. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs>
1: we can move to the next question joe i think that was the biggest takeaway from that question
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that um in, in that case i'll, I'll share one because I, I did it yesterday um and and you two were laughing at me for it so uh so you know like that's fine which is uh, the, the share feature uh, the amount of times i get asked to uh, share something or ask uh, or um i see someone share things and, and my heart sort of Groups a little bit and I feel a little bit sad you know because like um sharing using the share feature um in uh, by the way thank you Susie for the question you didn't you nailed it so thank you for that you you've, you've changed some worlds today um but using the share feature on on posts and also events uh the reach is just so significantly curtailed that it's next to useless um so a great a greater use of your time would be uh if you're if you're looking to uh get engagement then is a, a like or a comment um but then also sharing yourself natively rather than simply sharing uh, a post um
2: when you speak to corporates and you say so what's your content strategy and they just go we just get the staff to share our company posts You're like, oh. <laughs> 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 that's not a content strategy
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, killer, isn't it? It, it's bad you and, and you understand why because of course they're coming from that perspective of uh, employee advocacy but if you're going to do that then post about your employees don't just share their stuff because nobody will see it
2: okay so at least comment on your
0: post yes 100 <laughs> uh cool let's go to Prague first on this one because um i think it fits in your wheelhouse uh, quite strongly potentially I, I might be presumptuous here it comes from laura uh, who asks what's the best way to approach social listening uh for research on linkedin
1: Yeah, I think uh, there is uh, the best way to approach is uh, clearly always defined by what is it that you want to do? What's the final goal of that social listening project? Is it that you want to listen to what other people are saying about you? Is it specifically customers? Is it uh, um, just people about the space that you operate in? So depends on what exactly do you want to do, but I think it's important to always keep an eye out on people who talk about you specifically as a company, if you're talking about it from a more company perspective. And then it's obviously important that you're connected to what people talk about the space that you operate in. So for instance, at Shield, we uh, have a specific um, place where we document every single time someone mentions Shield. An easy way that we do it um, uh, at our company is that we have a dedicated Slack channel that anybody of the S.H.I.E.L.D. employees, when they see S.H.I.E.L.D. being mentioned, they go in and they drop it, whether sometimes people tag us or not tag us. And obviously, we are able to do this because all of, everybody at S.H.I.E.L.D. is super active on LinkedIn. So people are always on LinkedIn and you run into somebody liking something and then it shows up on our feed. So it's important to document it separately so that everybody knows that, OK, if I see something mentioned about us, I need to drop it there. Uh, that's a good way to kind of document and then you know what to do with it. Um, another way is obviously to go out there and actively ask people questions about something that you want to hear about. So, for instance, this this can then go back to what kind of content do you want to write on your company page when you specifically ask questions where people then reply and then you have everything put together in the same thread. And then you can go in and answer those uh, specifically. So, yeah, many ways to do this.
0: That's great. That's so smart, though. It It, it makes perfect sense very very good <laughs> I, I love how you just got an answer at your fingertips there it is so impressive so thank you uh, do you have anything to add at all Leah? or, or no probably we... no, cool.
2: nailed that one
0: cool <laughs> so let's uh let's move on to a question about groups then uh, which is uh for you leah and how do you use groups properly uh, and how can you find the right ones i mean Person. I don't use groups and I don't yes.
2: recommend using groups um, at the moment when you post in a group, it doesn't come up in the feed and people will just forget that they're there. Uh, I think group messaging is good, um, but I actually had a LinkedIn group and the messages, the, the features were so poor that I moved it off onto a Slack channel because I just didn't find that it served the needs that I had for keeping in touch with people. I wasn't getting notifications. It doesn't come up in my feed. like. LinkedIn have been saying for the past year or so that they're going to improve the group feature, mm-hmm. but we are yet to see anything. That was in our clubhouse room with Dan, Daniel Roth and a few others uh, a year ago
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, with one of the LinkedIn rooms that we used to do and we've seen no improvements whatsoever yet. So my biggest tip with LinkedIn groups is find somewhere better to host your groups. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. a bit more interactive, um, <laughs> like Slack or um, Discord or Telegram, for example.
0: Yeah, and it's funny just to add to that list because it's exact, I would adore to put our Facebook group on LinkedIn because I think context-wise it would make more sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we just can't. And unfortunately for us, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, you know, seems like the most sensible place to pop our, 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 our sort of community group. So it's just interesting. It's uh, it's, a, it's a shame, but um, it is what it is. Um Cool let's go to the next question unless you got something to add at all There, no sweet cool let's go on. <laughs> uh, which is another version of uh the question about the thing that you uh didn't do um but this is uh something a little bit framed a little bit more positively which is from cassandra who asks uh what's something you didn't expect from linkedin that you're excited to have found or learned and let's go to you leah first if that's okay
2: Oh gosh, that I could list off an arm's length of things. Um, I think the biggest thing that I discovered about on LinkedIn is that community. Um, my biggest takeaway from LinkedIn has been finding people that inspire and educate me and surrounding myself with knowledge all the time. I had no idea really even what marketing properly was two and a half years ago, and then discovered that I have a natural ability to do it. <laughs> and so have continued to learn and learn and learn from people around me. And I'm, I was very surprised with how giving the community were. Mm. They were there to support you and share their knowledge and want to help other people. And th- that's been the, the biggest surprise to me is finding an online community that are as invested in your success as they are their own. And that's not what you expect. from. And I think it's the biggest misconception people have about LinkedIn. They think it's a load of people circle jerking going on about how how great each other are but it's really not it's so it's the the good part of LinkedIn and it's 95 percent of people they're there to lift each other and they realize that we're all get to our destinations quicker when we support one another and so it's in all of our interests to support one another and yeah that's been that's been the biggest surprise to me
0: yes, I love that it, 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 you're right it does feel like a generally positive place um which is, which is really nice. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Pragya, how about you?
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's uh, been surprising that I've become friends with people from such faraway places that I never thought I would be friends with people like that and people that I've never met in person. And that has been the biggest surprise that you can actually, I have insider jokes with people that I've now known for the last two years on LinkedIn, and we've been commenting on different people. And then I'm like, oh my God, did you see that troll saying this? And I've had an experience where I posted something rather personal and then there was somebody trolling me saying something rather nasty and mean and somebody else who's my LinkedIn friend jumped in and said, hey, dude, back off and mind your own fucking business. Sorry. <laughs> but,
2: but in we're the community... Was... I think we're past this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be the good Indian girl, but sadly that train has passed. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just insane how... Um, that it's uh, it's such a nice place that people stand up for you and uh, you make real friends on linkedin
0: yeah love it i absolutely love it um thank you and it's very cool you're absolutely fine um we've got about five minutes left and i you know we've got so semi- many
1: 90, 90 open questions
0: absolutely. Um, so I don't think we're going to get through 90 questions, but I, I'm conscious that like both of you have such a wealth of information locked in your head and, and there may have been some questions that haven't touched on like the the number one tip or the number one thing that is sort of like in you right now about, about LinkedIn. So like, I guess what's the thing that we haven't discussed so far, um, that you're like, ah, you know what? I wish I could mention that to a group of people right now, cause it would be really useful. Um, It's a bit of a a, a broad question, but I'll just open it out. So Pragya, maybe if you go first, if if you can.
1: (laughs) Don't think of what others think. Just pretend that you're writing for yourself and posting for yourself. If you don't post because you fear somebody else's perception, you're going to sit there on that chair without posting for a long, long time. And the day you start posting, that's the day you'll be like, I should have done this before. So just pretend nobody else exists you have zero connections and what you post nobody's going to see and then you see what uh, what it does.
2: I completely back that as well because I was like I was afraid and look at me now like now now my life has completely changed because I started and I was afraid as well so you know you don't know where it's going to take you um, I would also add um, what we haven't talked about is the the importance of giving people a space to comment. And you can't just talk at people. You need to remember that this is about starting conversations and community starts with conversation. And so remember that LinkedIn is an online networking event. And I always say it to people, you don't walk into a networking event, shout your opinion at the room and leave. <laughs> Stay and have conversations. So your, your posts need to be a place people can have conversations. So ask questions, reply to comments, get to know people and give people a space to celebrate to brag to share their good news ask them what their wins of the week have been ask them something that they'd like to share with you but make it easy questions to answer don't ask them political stances and things like that but easy questions to answer that allow you to start those conversations because that's where the magic really happens and you start to build relationships you can't build relationships by just talking at people
0: that's it thank you um it it's something that's sort of come to me a lot over these past few weeks which is it's not about you um and i think you've just summed that up really really well there Leah. thank you um you know like it's not about you you know if you can bring folks together then they'll naturally gravitate to you um if you make it about you um then you just they won't they won't engage because there are plenty of things to engage with that are really really good uh, so thank you um, we do have three minutes left so I'm, I'm not gonna i'm gonna make the most of the time i'm not gonna sort of go early because there are so many uh, good questions so the next one comes from claire uh, who says uh what's the biggest oversight people tend to make when setting their linkedin strategy We'll go to you, Leah, because I think you will have many, many people, a good sample base to work from here.
2: <laughs> okay, so if you want to make the most of your LinkedIn strategy, before you do anything else, you have got to get your profile right. Because your profile is the destination for every comment, every piece of content that you put out. The idea is you want to get people onto your profile and when they're on your profile they're in a curiosity mindset they're in the buying mindset they want to learn about you so you need to grab that opportunity after their first interaction with you when they visit your profile for the first time they need to be wowed so that means using all of the features linkedin gives you the banner the cover video the featured posts having your lead magnet in the featured posts, making sure you've got some recent activity, getting some recommendations, making sure your headline makes people want to visit your profile and tells them what you do. All of those things are crucial because it doesn't matter how great your content is, if your profile lets you down, you're wasting your time.
0: Amazing. I right, yeah, do you have anything to add?
1: Just that uh, treat your profile like your website landing page. If people don't see in the very hero section, something
0: they like, they're going to leave. Yeah, spot on. Perfect. Um, uh, Okay, last, we'll make this the last one and it comes from James. And it's sort of the question that you get every week um, in a guise or, you know, whether it's boring or whether it's B2B. uh, And it's the question of uh, probably one you get asked all the time, but if you work for a stuffy upright corporate company, can you still build a genuine slash authentic personal brand on uh, LinkedIn? We'll start with Pragya because you are smiling and nodding. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: because uh, I I'm not going to name names, but we have one of the big, a, a very big customers, a German stuffy corporate company that works with that with us. And I have seen people break the kind of mindset that this is a stuffy company I work for and go out on their own and create such amazing content. So I think at the end of the day. It doesn't matter who you work for and how they are perceived, because trust me, if they are, if you as an employee think they are stuffy, they would want to change that to start with. So if you're helping them change their brand image, you're already doing way more than what your probably KPIs say you should, and you're going to be up in the promotion ladder before anybody else. So help them change their perception in the market and you're, it's a win for everybody.
0: Awesome. Leah, any final words?
2: Yeah, I would say a lot of these, exactly like Pragya said, a lot of these stuffy corporates don't even realize that they are stuffy. And actually, if you try to speak to them as if LinkedIn is a real life situation and explain to them and say, would you only go to a networking event and and wear a signpost that says about how great your business is, no one's going to trust you. Building relationships is foundational to trust and trust helps keep uh, to get and retain clients. And if you don't have trust, you don't have a relationship to build trust. these new clients you can do it all on linkedin it's just a new way of doing it and it's exactly like they used to do on the golf course with their golf buddies or they used to do it in person networking events it's just doing it online instead now Um, and i find generally when i work with these kinds of clients when you relate it to a real life scenario it it sort of resonates and they go oh yeah that's obvious actually isn't it yeah so give it a try
0: spot on wicked thank you both so so much and thank you to everyone in the chat feature as well for keeping it buzzing throughout honestly it's, it's i couldn't read quick enough i know they <laughs> <laughs> no, go cross-eyed but in the best way possible so um thank you all so much for that i mean the energy um someone's just said it's an awesome energy between the three of us but actually it's really important there's an awesome energy from the community You know, because the whole point is that we shared this experience together and you only do that uh, by every one of you contributing. So thank you all so, so much. Uh, I will document all the the questions in the Q&A and the write up will be available uh, from today's session as well as the recording uh, after today's session on both the podcast and uh, the newsletter. So if you're not on that, be sure to sign up. With all that said, a big thank you, Pragya, Leah, for taking the time. Uh thank you to everyone for watching in. Uh please do take a moment to thank our featured sponsor for today, who are Impression, as well as our other three other sponsors, uh, should you have a moment. Uh in the meantime, we'll see you again next week. We're back at the 8:30 start time um for a very, very exciting session. So I hope to see you there. And uh take care. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks
1: everyone. bye -bye.